0: Podcast is part of the sports social podcast network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35-bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with Dissunomics Podcast. Hello, welcome back to episode 102, I believe, of the Dissonomics Podcast as the tradition shout out to those who listened to the previous week's episode 101 talking anti-money laundering loads of people were very much interested in that which shows how much of uh i won't, I won't say criminal <laughs> criminal first. you like have when it comes to the shmoney but make sure you check that out i spoke about what money laundering is how it works um the different kinds of money laundering why people money launder and some high profile cases with regards to money laundering so make sure you check that out another announcement me and my guy um big manius um he's from the meet us after seven podcast with just gene we host like weekly shindigs on a sunday in camden in a nice place called Jibito, not far from camden all chalk farm which is in central london really easy to get to from 6 to 12. i think 6 to 8 is happy hour so you can get cheap drinks food board games Nice music, all that type of good stuff. People have had a great time so far. Bank holiday weekend is coming up, so come and chill with us. Tickets are on shubs.com. You could check at trending sundays, trending without a G on Instagram or just tweet or message me or yes. But of course, the tickets details will be in the description of this podcast. Anyway, this week's podcast, we are talking racism in football. Um, those of been following, a significant proportion of my previous, what, 101 episodes. Racism is something that has been discussed about, discussed on several occasions in a variety of ways. I had a podcast on the American election talking Trump and Hillary. So I spoke about the racism faced by Americans and some of the things that each candidate has said. Um, I've had um, young ladies on talking about the racism and the prejudice and the microaggressions that black women face in the workplace. I find young, young men tell me about the same thing. We've also spoke about the racial element when we talk about gang culture and the media portrayal of black men. We spoke about racism, all types of it. Oh, of course, we spoke about racism when it comes to immigration and how migrants from Africa, Asia, Eastern Europe, etc., have been looked at. Racism is a topic that we always seem to revisit, which to me is pretty... Oh yeah, of course, Brexit as well. But that shows how much of racism is actual is an actual societal issue. And it just manifests in football. And why do I think racism manifests in football? Human beings are quite tribal, you get know I me? Mean? Like, the certain things that human beings won't do on their dolo, on their own, that they will do if they were backed up by several people. So, for example, a football fan isn't gonna come on the street and shout abuse at Raheem Sterling or Paul Pogba or Danny Rose or any of these players. It's very unlikely. First of all, these are quite big human beings, very athletic young men that will likely um, defend themselves. However, if you're with 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80,000 people who are all on your side, you're more likely to act a fool. So, for example, most civilians in the UK behave in in an orderly fashion. Most football fans behave in a somewhat orderly fashion in their everyday lives. We saw, was it Euro 2016 in France? the English fans absolutely tore apart the streets of Paris. I think, was it Paris? Or one of the French cities, they were destroying restaurants, slamming chairs everywhere. They got into big fights with the Russians, and the Russians panned their asses differently in the stadium or out of the stadium. I don't know why man are fighting Russians. From the time the president's out here fighting bears, like riding bears, I don't know why you want to fight them, man, but more power to you. These, this is an, a level of behaviour that they will not exhibit. In a day. When have you ever seen your local prezzo is smashed up by people. Very rarely. But because they were drunk, they were with their friends, they were in massive groups, they behaved in a mad way. And that's what tribalism does. It enables people to act in a tribalistic manner. So when football fans get to the stadium, they will shout abuse at players. And really and truly, what are the players doing? The players are just playing football. The worst thing that players... The worst crimes that football players do is by saying stuff like they want to leave the club or not saying they love the club. And that makes no sense. They're not doing it for charity. They're, they're, that is their job. That is their profession. Imagine you in the office and you're just filing the accounts or you're doing your compliance or you're a doctor and people, okay, I'm sure the doctors can relate to this, but people are shouting abuse at you, calling you a effing this, a C word, a twat, a bastard, singing songs about your mum and dad, throwing things at you, whistling at you. you. You lose it. A man can't, nobody, nobody can come to my work and shout at me. That's a myth, an absolute myth. I told you this for free, that won't run. But imagine tens of thousands of people shouting abuse at you. And people think because they've paid their £35, 40 £50 that they're entitled to behave like this. You're not. It's, I don't know why it's even become a culture. And it's just heredity in sports that we believe that went out that we can shout abuse at these players. I've, had, I've seen players like um, Granite Xhaka, the Swiss player of Albanian heritage, I think, from, for, who plays for Arsenal. He had to deactivate his Instagram comments because people were shouting, well, typing abuse towards him and his family because of football. That's insane. These men don't know you, bro. Like they don't know you. They don't care. They don't know you. It's ridiculous. You pay your. You are an actual consumer. You pay to follow the team. Whether you're paying your Sky Sports, whether you're paying your Now TV, or you're paying your BT Sports. You're paying for FIFA, you're buying a football shirt, you're buying a football tickets. You're paying to follow. You're a consumer. You, you're, not, you're not a slave owner. They're not slaves to you. And this type of entitlement this, leads into what we see in football fans. So this week, unfortunately, again, racism is on, the, is on the agenda. Shout out my boy uh, F M Middleton. He's a member of Touchdown Frackers. Popular football podcast fact, check that out we got um, a live show April 28th Make sure you grab tickets Go search that on Stubbs. He was on Talk Sport this week Talking about Another series of racism That's been happening In a week of football And this one is In line with the football game That will be airing on Sunday Well, it would have been gone By the time you hear this Between Liverpool and Chelsea Mohamed Salah Egyptian star striker For Liverpool Chelsea Chelsea weren't even playing Liverpool They were playing I think Slava Prague Or something like that and they were singing they were singing songs regarding Mohammed Salah along the lines of being Obama. Yeah? And another incident recently involving the same club, Chelsea, again, they weren't even playing the team, they were slandering. They're playing a the team in the, I think it might have been the group stages of the Europa League late last year, calling, um, singing anti-Semitic songs in the direction of Spurs supporters. Now, what have we seen? We've seen players like Danny Rose saying. The things like he won't even miss what has gone because of having to deal with stuff like racism, and this is somebody who's come out with mental health issues. We've seen Raheem Sterling take abuse from Chelsea fans. Um, in fact, he even spoke. They even asked him questions um, last weekend, and he spoke about how when he was in London, he didn't experience racism like that because he was mainly in multicultural regions, North West London. You're going to see a lot of Muslims, Eastern Europeans, Blacks, Whites, uh, Asians. People from all different walks of life So he, didn't, he never really experienced it But when he so obviously signed for Liverpool Probably age 16, 17, 15 Whichever age it was And then he started playing up north That's when he started to experience more racism And what was the reaction? I'm sure many black people Could relate to this I'm sure many Muslims could relate to this I'm sure many women can relate to this When you bring up an issue To somebody Regarding of what happens to your subgroup it's automatic defence, it's like you're attacking them as a person, so let's say a you're bringing up sexism, men will take it, oh, you're attacking us, da, 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 da. Or when sometimes it, you're just literally stating what happens, so Raheem Sterling can state his experience, and then underneath the tweet from Sky Sports, you're seeing Liverpool fans, these dickhead Liverpool fans, I can't stand them, and I don't care, this is probably one of the only generalisations I will make, and I will take to the grave, I don't give a flying fuck, I hate all of you lot, you lot are pricks, The way they're responding in their their dozens underneath his statement was nuts. They were saying they're posting stories of people being racially abused in London, stats about racial abuse in London. Raheem Sterling did not say racism does not exist in London, you fucking imbeciles. He said, I have never experienced it. That's his experience. He didn't use his experience as a measuring stick for what happens in London. That never happened, you imbeciles. Read the text properly. And even me, when I was talking about I saw Liverpool release a very powerful statement about what happens to their star player, Mohamed Salah. I was like, hold on a minute. Remember when um, Ryan Brewster, the young black um, attacker that plays for Liverpool youth team, was racially abused in Europe in a Champions League youth game? And after the game, Steven Gerrard, and I said that, I'd rather, talk about, yeah, this happened, I'd rather talk about football. And that's not to say Steven Gerrard didn't do things behind the scenes, but he's one of the most iconic football players in British history in English history, and there was a point where he can make a statement in front of everybody, everybody's watching, to condemn racism and to show how dangerous it is or why it should happen. He said he rather talk about the game. That's now here, or not there. Luis Suarez, who called who called ever what he called him. Not only did Liverpool did Liverpool back Suarez verbally, they wore their printed t-shirts and made their players wear them. Saying like justice for Suarez Something something along those lines Or we stand on Suarez That dickhead black player Glenn Johnson wearing it Like a dickhead I'll never forget that And then He served the eight game band Came back Refused to shake Everett's hands And Liverpool fans Boo Everett to this day And I had You black Liverpool fans That still argue with me It's so embarrassing Like You can support your team That's cool Everybody loves football But don't be out here Twerking for them man It's embarrassing Saying oh people boo Everett Because they don't like Everett are you stupid? ever has been ever from day one. When, you, when rival teams play each other, every player does not get booed loudly. The only people that get booed are players with history. So whether you used to play for that club or there's been an incident, he was getting booed heavily by tens of thousands of Liverpool fans for suffering racism. Same thing in Chelsea with Anton Ferdinand who suffered racial abuse from John Terry was getting booed. It's crazy. We've had so many incidents we had, and it's, and it's not just as specific to Liverpool and Chelsea. They have extensive histories. Chelsea have a history of racism. It seems to be unlimited. But Liverpool are probably the only club that I've seen that have gone out their way to actually defend and harbour a racist, which is nuts. Yeah? But Arsenal had incidents when Arsenal were racially, who did Arsenal racially abuse recently? there um, 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 there's a video online, a Napoli play out. Spurs fans threw banana at P. um Emmerich um, Aubameyang like it's non-stop and my thing is that we keep having these debates but let's keep it true you people don't care when I say you people I mean the people the, the white media don't care because if you cared there'll be, you would not be still pretending like John Terry and Luis Suarez never did what they did and you would be pushing for harsher punishments to what's happened so let's read out some punishments for racism. In fact, before I get to that, if you're racist in a the workplace, there's the there's anti-discrimination act in, in 2010 where you couldn't, where it's put laws that you could not behave in a certain place in a workplace. If you're found guilty of doing this type of stuff in a corporate environment, more often than not, you will be severely punished to the point where you're most likely to use your job. And I um, encourage anybody who's experiencing these things in their own workplaces please compile a case so get dates get timestamps just write it down yeah document it try get email trials try to get witness accounts and try to show why the behavior to you towards you differs from other people and why it's not professional present this to your hr i want your hr see that you've presented this in a, in a clear structured manner, manner chronological as well they know that you this is not something you fabricated and this is something that's to take seriously And also make sure you let them know that you're willing to take it legal And that's when they'll get their ducks in order Because I know some people have had to sort this out And certain man got pammed out of their jobs Because they were moving mad And that's how it should be So this is a punishment for professional black footballers Being, or not even just black footballers People from other regions Whether they be different countries, different races Being punished For um, what's happened to them Okay, I don't know what, I'm making no sense But whatever Okay, so let's start recently. And this shout out to the Telegraph. They documented this at um, back end of March. February 2019, no punch from Chelsea. You wait for the signing to end the disciplinary proceedings against Chelsea for alleged chanting in a Europa League game against Tottenham. In fact, I spoke about that. Okay, November 2018, Greece handed a partial stadium ban and fined £8,500 for racist behaviour during a 1-0 win of Estonia. You find a, a football body... A country football body, eight and a half racks. 8,500, that's how much you find. Players are, some of the, some of the players' trainers cost that much. What's a lot to do? Anyway. October 2018, Romania handed a stadium ban and fined 44 racks. That's like a squad players in a Premier League's wages. 2018, Poland handed a partial stadium closure. They were made to close to 1,000 seats during, um, in the next UEFA competitive home match following racist chance in their in the National League game match in Italy. Yeah? Cool. Red Star Belgrade handed a stadium ban and fined 61,500. Leon handed a two game stadium ban, including racist behaviour against the match um, against CSK Moscova. Atletico Madrid 2018 handed a partial stadium ban. Zenit St. Petersburg, 42,000 for racism against um, RB Leipzig. 10,000 £10, um, pound fine for the same, same club, Zenit St. Petersburg. Two, October 2017, Spartak Moscow handed a stadium ban. Partial stadium ban. Croatia had a two-game stadium ban on fan 70 racks in 2015. And I think... That is the largest fine I've seen. I should know. Romania got a fine of eighty thousand in September 2015. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. They can get their best player to so probably firm that fine. Some of these, if some of these countries have a, a world-class player like that, so in one of the most divisive act- activities that you could partake in as a human being in a world that's full of different diversity and ethnicities. In 2019, people are still getting fined tens of thousands. Not human, not individuals. Because even if you gave a football player 80000 pounds, fine, that's a that's a pretty hefty fine depending on the player, depending on what on what he is. But if you're fining a country, a governing body, a football team, you're taking the piss. Some football teams are making six hundred in between one to six hundred million pounds a year, and you're fining teams ten racks. What, what does that say? Oh, you close the stadium for a day. What does that say? You you cannot cure racism in football. I'm aware of that. Nor can you like stop people from being racist. However, if you want to stop the frequency of racism, you have to have a solid enough deterrent. Because let's keep it true, racism is not the same as it was, let's say, fifty years ago. I don't mean that people aren't racist, but you kinda develop a society and we've put in certain laws in place where there's certain deterrents to being openly racist. It still happens, but not to the same frequency as it was before be probably a bit more covert now. If you're serious about this, start slapping teams with with points. Take points off them. Okay, your fans are caught being racist. All right, cool. You're, You're being deducted three points or six points or nine points, depending on how frequently you do it. Because there are football fans watching other fans being racist and doing nothing about it. Fair enough, you don't want confrontation. Some people are not built for confrontation. But... Once you don't stand up and say anything, you're making things socially acceptable. You're making people comfortable to say it. Football fans wouldn't come to, I don't know, Trending Sundays and start saying racist stuff. They won't feel comfortable because everybody there's black. And they don't want to get hands, feet, elbows on their head. Well, obviously in these football matches, they're comfortable enough to behave in a manner that they do. So start spoiling it for everybody okay cool this person was caught making monkey charts all right cool that was a chelsea fan boom three games um three point three point um three points deducted stadium ban so chelsea do not chop no revenue from that day and those fans with tickets can't go to watch the game it happened oh man united do it okay cool three points man united do it again okay six points and if you want to give fines give certified fines yeah give fines seven figures don't don't find man ten rats. Where and where's his money going to? What's he going? Is it not like it's going to be put into a grassroots game? It's just going to the FA to do what? I don't know. Maybe they go to go do champagne campaign at end of the end of the season. It doesn't make sense to me. And it's very very dead that we have to have this conversation all the time. And this is not something that I just start speaking about. I've been speaking about this for my whole life. And that's because it's easier and more powerful to talk about racism when you know the context. Like, I kind of talk about the racism in the, in the fashion and beauty world, because I don't know enough about fashion. Obviously, if there's certain bait faces, somebody says, oh, yeah, you're an N-word, then, yeah, I can be like, oh, yeah, that's racist, because it's obvious. But some of the racism is showing them more, co- as we say, as I said before, racism now is now a bit more covert because of the society we're in. So you have to know the context of the sport or the subsection, whether it be music, architecture, food, movies, sports, once you know the context, you could talk about it with more of them. So I implore people that know that if you follow something, whether it be comics, music, fashion, art, keep your eye out. And also, if you're somebody who's not somebody who's ever experienced racism, maybe you're a white person on a podcast, this is not an attack on white people. This is an attack on racist people. And just because people from my community, other communities, could say, this British people are racist be- people, do-. listen, don't take it as an attack. Sometimes it could be attacking it I can't lie But sometimes It's people are just tired and just want to say What it is And don't always just think Oh I'm not racist Yeah you may not be racist But Other people may be racist So look out And try to listen to what people say And then come back Don't get twisted Some people may be reaching Some people might be attacking you And trying to paint areas as racist Not every single person's racist Well I hope so <laughs> the like? I hope so Like but I'm tired of saying, yeah, look at this. And then I'm having people coming like, today when I was talking about the Ryan Brewster, Suarez, because Liverpool decided to release a statement showing how angry they were at um, Chelsea's, um, Chelsea fans speaking about um, Salah. Don't you know, I'm on Salah's side, like, that's, that's disgusting. And I'm anti-racism, period. But I find it so ironic that all of a sudden Liverpool now understand the magnitude, Liverpool Football Club, understand the magnitude of racism when it is in effect against their star player. When I was Ryan Brewster, I searched and I searched on Twitter and on online to find the statement made by Liverpool Football Club about Ryan Brewster. And there was stuff like, yeah, we're dis- it's supported in UEFA's investigation, we're going do our internal investigations. Cool. There was no tweeted statement of Vim and Vigor, like, yo, this is fuck, this is disgrace. But I remember what you lot did about Suarez? Even, ironically, a player, his name's called Tom Smith or some shit like that. Former Liverpool player, apparently a great player. I don't know, I went not old enough. But all people saying, oh, an icon, a legend. This guy was mad racist, bad. Like, hold on, let me see if I can even dig up some of these quotes, because you lot will be absolutely bamboozled. And this is something they're celebrating to the high heavens. Um, let me... Like people talking about His comments like, Oh he was He was in the 60s and 70s That like, man weren't making the comments In the 90s and the 2000s He has some line in his book Like oh yeah If I live next to a nigger Then obviously I want to I want to move Like obviously I'm sure Many people believe this so. Like But he's been celebrated As an icon as a hero Like We had people In this country going mad Because people pointing out The obvious fact That Winston Churchill Was a white supremacist And a racist Like This is not We didn't make this up we didn't tell Churchill To say what he did He said those words And people want to fight you And that's You'll be looking at them like Rah So this is the type of people That you man rate But you not in racist Alright <laughs> Say nothing So If you are somebody Who believes that racism Is wrong in football Don't be coming to twerk And throw pom-poms saying And people saying Oh but Peter Schmeichel You support Man United Peter Schmeichel This type of racism Fam do you think I give a fuck I'm black. I don't care. I'm black. I don't care about Peter Michael. I don't care about Manchester United. I will quit watching. I will quit watching Man United if it came to racism. Thing. I don't care. I watch basketball. Said it's not that deep. I don't believe in this football rivalry when it comes to. Don't be telling me. But what this club did that? No, we do that in football when we're talking about our penalty decisions or transfer. No, this is this is beyond football. This is about people's livelihood. This is about people being abused, and all they're doing. The crime they committed was playing football. So, think twice if you want to come and tell somebody, oh, but your club did. No, you're dickhead. If you do that, you're dickhead. Facts. You're dickhead. Excuse my language this podcast, but you're dickhead. If you do that, you can't be doing he said, she said about m- what? That's like saying, oh, yeah, fair enough, I murdered you, but you murdered too, Naji, you're still a murderer, you're still going to jail. Stop it. If you care about racism, and it's not up to you to care, you know. I'm just tired of people that pretend they care when they don't. Don't be coming in people's mentions or writing articles tra- defending the actions of people who do racist stuff. Or trying to say, oh, but trying to like, always trying to blag your way out of it. Like, listen, you're not, a, you're, if you're not a black person or Muslim person or from the LGBT community, you cannot naturally intuit what we have have felt or been dealt. You don't know the minor, the little microaggressions because it's, convert- it's done in that way so you can't put it out. very clever so try to listen before you speak instead of just acting instead of just hearing oh racism oh my god you must be you must be trying it no sometimes people try it sometimes people don't oh it's so sickening like the abuse that Raheem Sterling got and only until a popular figure a popular white figure and that's Gary Lineker came out and said yo Sterling's been facing this all of a sudden people woke up it's fucking pathetic He's actually prophetic. And now he's a he now he's the media darling. Because people finally woke up because some be, some people who weren't who happened not to be black actually defended him. So if you care about racism, act like it. If not, shut the fuck up. It's that simple. That simple. Anybody that contests or agrees with what I'm saying, hit me up. I'm on Twitter, hashtag Dysonomics, tweet your thoughts. I'm happy to engage politely with anybody. To those, um, Black Liverpool fans are in my mentions trying to explain away, trying to say Suarez didn't do this and Evrod this. Suck your mum. You're a piece of shit. You're, you're, you're actually embarrassing. You chose the sport that you chose this team arbitrarily. Yeah. Nobody in Liverpool Football Club knows you. Suarez don't know you. Gerrard, Rush, Bellamy, <laughs> all these players, they, they've never met you. They don't know about you. They don't care. Yeah? If you were to die today, it would make no difference to Liverpool Football Club. Yeah. But this is what you're doing. Yeah, pathetic on a lighter note. <laughs> thank you for listening to this um, Racing on Football Rant episode. I think one or two. Don't forget, trending on the Sundays, bank holiday coming up. Make sure you grab your tickets, tickets also on the door. Um, what else? What else to promote? Oh, yeah, shout out True Talks, Search Negro True on YouTube. I'm part of a group of guys and girls to discuss a multitude of issues I mean, the latest one posted was the girls and it was a Mother's Day one talking about parenting and stuff so check that out. Tarshan Frakas, we're speaking football, live show April 28th, I think it's in Catford, very easy to get to, training for London Bridge, it's after the Chelsea Man United game so it's gonna be a very monumental day, make sure you get tickets to that, the last one was popping. This is not next live show, tickets should be coming up soon, stay tuned for that. And Yeah, make sure you follow on Soundcloud spotify apple music youtube come and see when i can get mad together and yeah peace god bless sports social podcast network